Welcome to Remolations. We're your hosts. I'm Mindy. And I'm Brooke. Remolations is a dream interpretation podcast where we read listeners' dreams. From nightmares to the just plain bizarre, join us as we give our comedic interpretation of your fucked up REM cycle. This week, we're reading dreams about grandmas, fender benders, and calling 911. And TJ Maxx and escalators. (laughs) And we're also talking about the history of the Ouija board. Ooh, spooky. Mm, Can't wait. So let's get started. Woo! It's so funny. Marcos, why does Brooke say woo every time? I'm like, oh no, it's our thing now. It's the th- it's n- it, it just happened naturally and now it's it a did. thing. It did. Now it's a thing. <laughs> oh yeah, I put mascara on. So I know you can't even tell that it's on, but me, myself, I you feel look a little gorgeous. Bit better. <laughs> Cover girl. Strike a pose. <laughs> Easy, breezy, beautiful. Cover girl. <laughs> That's how we should start the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a lot of America's Next Top Model and uh, like Cover yeah. CoverGirl was always their sponsor for like 15 cycles, yeah. but they had to do the commercial always at the end. And it was oh, always yeah. Like, That's a big contract. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Hey, we're back for another episode. Back again. Number 20, Mindy. Oh, my God. It's 20. Um, yes. Hello. Hello. Two, zero. That's true. How did we get this far? Wow. We've reached another level. We're only 80 away from 100. We'll get there. And when we get to 100, there's confetti and champagne. For everyone in the whole world. Uh, <laughs> she's got her fingers crossed, by the way. I'll give it to uh, as many people that I can afford to, and that's Which zero. would be maybe three. Maybe you and me. <laughs> maybe you buy the champagne, I'll buy the confetti, or either way it works fine for me. I think I'd rather buy the confetti. <laughs> That's a little cheaper. Yeah, twenty. That's insane. Like I, Two, we started this in November, and here we are, and it, it's so much fun doing this every week. We're almost legal to drink. Damn yeah, we gotta celebrate that one extra good. Next episode, we're gonna have to get wasted because it's our twenty first birthday. <laughs> oh my god, that's too funny how you think of it. How your brain works just cracks I, me up. It's not right. <laughs> it's not right. <laughs> it's not right, but it's all right. <laughs> I'm not well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we've got a couple listener dreams to get to tonight. Yes. Do you want to start? I am going to start tonight because I've got a fun one. Yay. This dream comes to us from Grace, and she is from the Gulf Shores of Alabama. Alabama. Another Alabama. Okay, here we go. It starts with me, my parents, and my older sister are all in a car together. I knew we were running late as usual. We park at a courtyard of a high-rise condo. Think shops, restaurants, movie theaters, on ground floors with condos above. Okay. My oldest sister and I get out of the car to get my grandma to take her to an afternoon movie. In real life, my grandmother has passed away over 20 years ago. Huh. While getting out of the car, our dad, as usual, was yelling, hurry up, we gotta go, because there was somewhere we had to be that was important. So he's telling him to get a move on. Let's hurry up. (laughs) Sounds like every dad I know. I was going like, to say, that sounds like a dad. Right? Get like, a move on. My d- I remember growing up, my dad, growing up in a Catholic household, we'd go down to church. Like, the church was five minutes from our house. It's like it's right down, down the hill, hill from you. Down right? the hill from us. And you could hear, like, the church bells telling you there's 10 minutes left till mass starts. I didn't know church gave you, like, a 10-minute warning. Yeah, there was a 10-minute warning bell. I've but never the, heard wait, of that. But this is very, very old Catholic church that was built in the 1800s, and it was... 
played um, bells at noon, bells at six, and then it gave you a warning before the mass started. So I've heard of you know the bells and stuff at certain times, but not like a there was a, a warning. warning. Yes, is it like when you're at a play or a musical and the lights start to flash Ooh, and you know you got to yes. get to your seat? <laughs> Ooh, yeah, exactly. Of course, I have uh, three sisters and my mom. So my dad in a house uh, with five women. <laughs> He would try to get us all out the morning in the morning to get to church, and he would sit in the car and just honk the horn like, "We gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go." And we're like, "Okay, we're getting there as fast as we can." And there's one bathroom in our house for all these women. Right. Well, that was and how'd you all fit in a car? I was the '80s. We probably just sat on laps, like <laughs> buckle up. Just so dad's getting mad that they're not ready. Okay, so then she goes on to say, "There was another car near us, which was surrounded by a couple of people." Most notably, my dad's longtime friend, Sean, who a few moments earlier had admitted to me they were just hanging out, eating gummies, and having a few drinks. Pot gummies? I'm guessing it's pot gummies. Can I ask you a question? I know this sounds weird, but sometimes these weird things are important to me. Is is this an S-H-A-W-N or an S-E-A-N, Sean? S-E-A-N. Pass. (laughs) <laughs> Sean. I'm very particular if it's a Sarah with an A or an H. I, John, J-O-N. Now you know. I've got, got weird things, people. Okay, well, this is a Sean S-E-N. I'm sure Sean's very nice. So Sean and Dad were having gummies and drinks, okay? So, um, <laughs> interesting. Okay. Invite me over. There was also someone unrecognizable to me in my dream. Random person. Rando. Rando. <laughs> <laughs> who, who had his head underneath the hood of a, the okay. other car. My dad was in a hurry and backed out of his parking spot. Just as I had looked up, dad bumped into this car. The hood slammed down on this <gasps> random man's head. Oh, my God. Did it come off? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, and I was one of the few people who had witnessed the whole situation. So I offered Oof. to call 911. Okay. Well, that's I'm guessing smart. that the gummies and the drinks had something to do with this bad driving. <laughs> I would it might. Oh, yeah, not good. Mystery solved. <laughs> okay, so she offers to call 911. However, I couldn't, for the life of me, dial 911. I kept hitting 811, 991, 919, oh my anything God. other than 911. It was That's, horrible. I was, that would be horrifying. Like, you're trying so hard. No. Oh my God. Could you imagine? 911. Yeah, no. <laughs> I knew with every second that passed that this person under the hood was losing blood, losing consciousness, and he needed help. I just oh couldn't dial. I finally just dialed. I finally dialed 911, and it sounded like it was forwarded to someone's cell phone. Oh, my God. Isn't this like, didn't we have a dream before also where 911 like hung up on someone yes. or didn't help them? Like, these are terrible dreams. Oh, the worst, the worst. So then she says, a sassy young woman answered and simply snapped, hello. Oh. I said, yes, excuse me, is this 911? <laughs> <laughs> right, you should have to ask excuse that. Excuse me. They should the answer. Is calling. 911, what's your emergency? No, hello. <laughs> so, so she said, excuse me, is this 911? Her demeanor softened and she cleared her throat. <clears throat> yes, yeah, yeah, this is 911. <laughs> okay. It sounds like it could have just as easily been movie phone. <laughs> right? I didn't believe her. I didn't believe she could help us, so I hung up. <laughs> then I continued to try to connect with 911, but again kept dialing the wrong number. Then I woke <gasps> up. 
I woke wow. up with no resolution, no one answering 911, and no idea what happened to the man beneath the hood. Help, what does this mean? I was not expecting it to end that way. I thought there was more. No. Wow, don't you hate those? I hate those. Those are the worst where you're really trying to get something done and you can't. You're running, you're doing something, you just, whatever you're trying is not working. And, and, and not it doesn't resolution. Like, what happened to the guy? Dead. You know? Right? Like, know. he was he was still worried when, like, he's telling us now, like, I never found out what happened to the guy. Never found out. Obviously, she's concerned about this person, and it still sticks with her today. So yeah. maybe that person that her <laughs> drunken high dad hit with the <laughs> car um, was something more important than just a random stranger. Maybe she didn't realize it. Because why? Like, she, I mean, I would be concerned, too. If something like that happened and I'd be trying to do anything to help. But- I think there's two different types of people in this world when it comes to emergencies. There's the type of people that run to help. And then there's the people that are like, oh, I, I can't I can't deal with this. Right. What are you? Mm, I got to admit, I'm kind of both, if that's okay. possible. Because yeah. um, I have helped. But there have been times, like, for instance, one time I was approached in my car. I just got in my car in the parking lot. And a girl knocks on my window. Oh, God. Scared- the oh, shit out of shit, me. No. And she was like, um, I'm not asking for money. And I'm like, I didn't roll my window down, but she was right, talking. Yes. And I'm like, okay. And luckily it was locked. I but I just come out of the grocery store. This is a grocery yeah. store. It wasn't like where was this? Or where was this? In Iowa City. Okay. And she's like, I need to go to the hospital. Will you take me to the hospital? Oh my God. And what the story? I'm like, what what? Mm-hmm. I never heard this story before. And so it's killing me because you could be kidnapped or your car could be like hijacked yeah but like it's like i want to help like my instinct is to help but i you and i both have enough Ooh. true crime savvy yes. you're like that i said i can call 911 for you i well i said i'll give you two dollars to get on the bus <laughs> but i don't feel com- and oh, i was God. honest i was like but i'm sorry yeah. i don't feel comfortable letting That's you in insane. my car driving you and she refused the two dollars so something was definitely that is there weird because- did she seem like she was on something or what did well, she see any the thing injury that got me too is she lifted up her arm to show me she had a hospital bracelet on oh so when you were at th- why wait whoa whoa, whoa. Back, so up, I- back up back up back <laughs> up i know it's you, weird you were at the hospital and no, then no. You, no, she no. was somewhere she was no. She was somewhere. She was at a oh, hospital or something. She was right? at a hospital, but who knows? Was it to that day? Was three weeks it, ago? Uh, is she mental? Has she had it on for six months? Like was my she... mind just went everywhere. Like oh, totally. I saw it. I'm like, but first I was like, oh, she clearly needs to be at the oh. hospital. She's been there. Oh, it's this confused story me. And then insane. I like, then I stopped and I was like, mm. and then especially when she didn't take my money to offer her to the bus. Oh, I was like, then you really don't must not really need. Yeah, but I don't know if she was really in trouble, if she was, you know, mentally ill or what. But um, yeah, uncomfortable situation to be in. Sorry, I I, I so I guess I'm a little bit of both. Yeah, I I feel like what are you? What are you? I um I don't like seeing people uncomfortable. Oh well, yeah, we know that. I I will help. Like if I see, oh no, I am I kidding? I (laughs) will run from a situation. (laughs) What am I kidding? I'd like to be, I would like, no, I'm serious. I would like to be that person that jumps in and helps people. I am not, I, I, I cannot. Um, but let me tell you this, this other crazy story. Yeah. My husband and I, uh, for the listeners that don't know, are wedding photographers. And so, uh, we do it together and we shoot weddings together and we've shot plenty of weddings. 
Um, we were in gorgeous, a situa- by the way, oh, thank gorgeous. You. <laughs> if you need someone in the Chicago land area or anywhere, we traveled the whole world. Oh my god! Uh, we were shooting this wedding, and it was a Greek Orthodox wedding, mm-hmm. and those are very long, and they're very. Um, I mean, it's like a Catholic ceremony. I mean, it's very long. Is you stand up there and you don't move pretty much for an hour, and so um, the 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 ceremony is happening. The bride and the groom are holding these. They have these long tapered candles that they have to hold and not move for a long time, like pretty much for the whole ceremony. And they just hold them like this. Are they lit? They're lit. Yeah. They, they have their witnesses that are around them, much okay. like, you know, made of our best man. And so yeah. uh, what we could be considered as the best man was standing next to the groom. Mark's on the groom's side taking photos of the ceremony. I'm on the bride's side. And all of a sudden, I look over and I see best man pass out, like just oh. boom, down, down for the count. And that's only happened to us once. I was going to say, as a wedding photographer, that's only time, because that happens quite frequently. 170 weddings in, yeah. only This is the only time we've had a pass out. Wow. Yeah, which is surprising. Wow, I've seen it multiple times, really? just attending weddings. Crazy. Because it gets so can't hot. Lock, the thing is, don't lock on your knees. You're wearing either like heavy tuxes or yes. heavy hot dresses and... Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I haven't seen it a bunch of times. I've seen it twice. He's down, <laughs> and so I'm. I pl- I'm at that juxtapose of uh, do I capture this moment <laughs> as a documentary wedding photographer, or would it be rude for me to capture this moment? And within a split second, I'm like, "Fuck, I'm taking pictures." Good. Yeah, I was you. really worried that you were going to say you didn't. <laughs> oh, I took pictures. And I felt, but I felt, felt, again, very uncomfortable with the situation. But it was documenting something that happened. And it then happened. the bride and groom can choose if they want, if they Whatever. were like, ah, there, remember when that happened? Here's funny. Or maybe they choose not to have it. Fast forward, they were, the, the guy was fine. But the best part was, is so the, it's the middle of the ceremony. And then the, the priest, whoever's up there, he goes, don't look, just keep going. Don't look, just keep going. He's saying this to the couple. And the core couple's like looking over like, is everything okay? And like someone just like pulls them away from the altar. And everyone's like, just keep going, just keep going. And so like they can't even turn around. Like they're holding these candles. They have to be very poised. Ceremony ends. The best man wakes up. He's fine. All good. All good. Okay. During the ceremony, Mark and I don't talk very much because we're we're busy capturing things and it's like sacred. So we just, we kind of just capture it um afterwards uh, i go to him we get in the car going to the reception i go did you did you did you take pictures like like what what happened and he goes i caught the best man (laughs) i'm like what he's like i'm the one who caught him so he didn't hit his head on the marble so he's like yeah i saw it (laughs) i saw it so Mark was the the man. I'm like, I can't deal with this. Mark's the guy who runs in and like s- save this guy from smacking his skull on the marble. Well, at least there's one of you. Least, yeah, I mean. So you're good as long as you're together. Yeah, as long as, yeah I mean, he can, I can walk away and whatever, take pictures and he can save the world. But um, <laughs> so we get and then we get into the, the party bus and we're talking to the bride and groom. It's all good now because we're laughing about it. And, and the bride looks at me and she goes, there's two types of people in this world. Mark's the people that are that just jumps in and helps people. And she's like, that was amazing. And I was like, oh, <laughs> and then amazing. The people that take you. pictures of it. And then there's me, who's just taking pictures. <laughs> the assholes pictures, of the world. Like the asshole. Hey, I, well, that, that, yeah, that happened. So, so to get back to this dream, um, 
it starts off good. Like, you know, we're going to a movie. You know, it's interesting, I think, that Grace dreamt of her grandmother, who was no is no longer with us. And if I think of grandmothers, obviously, like, there's wisdom, there's patience. I mean, just thinking of my grandmother, there's a lot of good qualities if you think of a grandmother. Very kind, very loving. Some. Some My grandma was the best person in the whole world, so I agree with you. Yes. I know yeah, there yeah. are some mean grandmas out there. There are. Depending on how you grew up. I mean, grandmothers, like to me, I mean, just personal. Again, that's what dream interpretation is. You have to yeah, take of it as, as how, how you grew up and how you relate to these symbols. But grandmother, warm, patience, uh, wisdom. The question I do have for Grace here is, did you actually see your grandma? Because I know she talked about she was going to pick up her grandma. I, I would be curious to see if she actually saw her grandma in her dream. Hmm. Yeah. So like, did she, did grandma have maybe something to tell you or, you know, would have something to say in that situation? But that part, I don't know. Now let's go to dad. Who's uh, being a little irresponsible here and <laughs> taking some gummies. Or maybe just being super cool. Or, or being Gummies and drinks sound like a really fun time, but maybe not I think to drive it's around. Fine, like you said, like if you're just hanging out, but you don't really want to drive. You don't want to drive and drink, drink and drive. You know, it's just again, it's just like a good time, having fun. But it's like all of a sudden something turned tragic. Mm-hmm. This crowd around that this car, and he sees his good friend, but it's almost like there was like a blind spot, kind of in a way, right? Because he backs up into this car. Mm-hmm. and hits it and that's what mm-hmm. causes the chain of events which are, which is bad so is there something maybe in grace's life that is like a blind spot is there something maybe that that she needs to pay attention to but she cannot quite see in a full way you know what i mean like she, yeah. almost like she has to take a, a step back from a situation right and perhaps assess it from a, a larger point of view versus that she's gonna back into having some right. gummies and some drinks oh god that's funny <laughs> Okay, so then we get to like the tragic accident, which yeah. there's blood, but like that, it's like a very much a sense of urgency in this situation. That's kind of also a blind spot, though, too, because she can't see what's happening to the she guy. She can't see the the face at all. It's like, just like, is he okay? Uh, is he dead? Is it like it's not good? That's kind of like a mask in front of her too. She can't really yeah. see what's what's actually happening to this guy. Right, this rando and. <laughs> This rando. <laughs> I'm calling them randos from now on. I want a t-shirt now, too, that says rando. <laughs> rando guy, rando gal. <laughs> so, but Grace jumps in. She's trying to uh, address the situation right away, but she's not finding the right means to do so. Like, she keeps trying to dial 911, but it's like 811, 918, You know, it's like when you try so hard, but, like, you're nervous and, like, oh, your yeah. fingers just aren't... It's like sometimes when you text and... You just keep hitting like the wrong letter and you keep going, but it's like Ugh. she tried. She tried She's really so hard. trying so hard. By the way, why is 911 actually 911? Does anyone like, do you know? Hmm. That's a good question because I think every country or has its own emergency, right. but I feel like the world knows what 911 is. Yeah. But I wouldn't know, like, if I were in Japan, I wouldn't know what to call. It's probably not I wouldn't know what to call in any other country. I just feel like the world knows a lot more about us and we're kind of like, selfish people and we're like yeah the world should know all our stuff and they all should speak english and like we don't really ever take the time to learn that about other cultures but for our foreign listeners out there our our listeners that are in the states please let us know like what's your emergency number we're curious we don't know how it works in other in other countries we're starting a phone tree (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, practice is canceled. Can you call Kathy? Kathy, you have to call Dan. Dan, you're taking care of Melissa and George. Can you also see who's bringing the chicken dip for the kids on Thursday? Um, so. I'm sorry, you're cracking me up. Um, so moving along. Overall, if I think of this dream, it starts off happy, but it's interrupted by like a, a situation. So I'm, is there a situation in Grace's life that maybe she hasn't been paying attention to, like that blind spot, like something that that's kind of been there, but she's kind of been like not paying attention to. Like, I know it's there, but I'm not going to give it attention. I think so, because she's dreaming this. It's like, you know, always kind of like a stress element. So mm-hmm. maybe she's going to pay more attention now to different things. Yeah, and and with that, like calling the nine one one, I really feel like it's like her subconscious, like screaming at her, like you need to pay attention to the situation. It's literally like nine one one nine one. Help! This Help. Is, like literally, pay attention. Like, like what's going on here? And so, like addressing this issue will help her get to the next step of it. You know, so like she needs to address it. But then going back to the grandmother, mm-hmm. is there maybe a a certain trait of your grandmother? That could help you through this situation, like this thing that you've been putting off. I feel like it's. I feel like it's something she's putting off. I feel like Grandma is the comfort. I think Grandma's the comfort. Yeah. And so, like, what what would Grandma in this situation? What would Grandma say? What think of your grandmother? How would she address the situation you're trying not to address? WWGS. What would what Grandma would say? Gram- <laughs> what would Grandma say? <laughs> grandma would say, "Dial nine one correctly." <laughs> Damn it. Dialed 911 correctly and quickly, you idiot. <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sure. No, just kidding. <laughs> so I think, uh, yeah, it, you know, maybe lean into how you think your grandma would address the situation. Maybe that's why she was a part of your dream, considering that she had passed away so many years ago. So I think you're right. I think she is kind of grasping for help. And maybe, like you said, she her grandma is a sense of comfort and maybe wisdom. Mm-hmm. And that maybe she's that, like you said, it's just a sign. Like she can't talk to her grandma, but maybe it's a sign that you know she needs to address things, and her grandma's kind of telling her that. Yeah, yeah. So whatever you got going on there, Grace, it's time to step up. Time to address that situation. But I, I really feel like from there, it's going to be uh, good from then on out. Take yeah. the initiative, address it, and you'll be good. Get it, girl. You'll be just fine. Thanks, Grace, for submitting Thanks. that to the yeah. show. We appreciate Thank you, Grace. your dream. We always appreciate when people share dreams. And we want to hear from everybody, whether you have a dream or a dream story. Oh, or, or if they have a 911 story. Or a 911 dream do you, story. Ooh. Have you, do you ever remember that show, uh, Rescue 911? Of course. Like, it was like that and like Unsolved Mysteries was like, oh, Ugh. give me those all night long. Every night, all night. And do you watch um, 911 now on Fox? No. It's so good. Same thing? Should- like, same concept of a show? No, 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 no. This is, um, no, no, no. This is a drama. It's a oh, TV oh, drama, but oh, it's just okay. called 911, but it's a Ryan Murphy. So it's got a lot of, uh, it's good writing, good music. Very. It's got Angela Bassett. It's so good. The writing is so good. The acting's so good. The stories mm. are so good. It's why don't we have like that old school Rescue Nine One One uh, show where they used to play like those tapes, like the, the story they're- of Mandy? What? They're there. They're, they're there. They still there. there. Okay. There are crime shows I've watched in the past where they like play, and I'm not talking about like Rescue Nine One One, but like I can't remember the names. It's all in, like Investigation Discovery. Yeah, yeah. Um, where it will like play the actual. 911 911 tape and then they'll kind of like 
piece it together, like what's happening, and they'll kind of mm. recreate it, like lots of different ones. But I always feel like when you hear the actual footage, it's so impactful because these oh, are like yeah. people in real distress. Yeah, it's got to be yeah. heartbreaking and stressful every second of your day because shit's happening you know, to people all day, every day. Thank you to our uh, 911 operators out there. I mean, you guys have uh, quite the job that you have to take this. I I would die in this job. They're the first first responders. They are. They're there taking like the most stressful calls. Oh, so oh, so if you have 911 dreams, we would love to hear them. Yes, or 911 story or anything. Any dream you have, any dream stories, we'd love to hear it all. Just go email your dreams or your dream stories to revelations at gmail.com and we might be talking about you next week. Uh, so, Brooke, do you have yes. a dream for us today? I do, and we've got a boy again. Ooh. I love bringing boys into the bedroom. That sounded terrible. I didn't mean that. I meant <laughs> but the you party. do. But you do mean that. But, okay. Let's Either way. Be We're here. Let's go. <laughs> okay, this is Joseph. Mm-hmm. And he's from Strawberry Point, but it's very short. I woke up and was late for work. I was living in Minneapolis, but still working at a TJ Maxx in Dubuque, Iowa. I accidentally went into the TJ Maxx in Minneapolis. <laughs> at first, I thought I was in the right place. So wait, I, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, confused. Yeah, it's so confusing already. <laughs> he thinks he's in Minneapolis, but he is not. He's in another town. Well, he <laughs> he works... At the TJ Maxx in Dubuque, Iowa. But he's living in Minneapolis. Okay. I don't know how you do that accidentally, but that's okay. (laughs) And at first, I thought I was in the right place. But I soon realized I wasn't. The store was two levels. There Mm. were escalators, but they only went up. I had to get downstairs, and I couldn't get down to the ground floor. When I was finally able to get down, I realized I wasn't in the right store. In fact, I was in the wrong store and the wrong city. (laughs) Can't get anywhere you want to go. That's like one of those ones that you're trying to get somewhere and you can't. Again, that's kind of been a theme lately, hasn't it? Like, try, but I think people dream about that struggle, like you're trying to do something, but you just can't. And that's so scary and frustrating. I mean, so there's a confusion like, of where he was or where he thought he was. And then that the I mean, he was confused all around. Mm-hmm. So I think, okay, so like being late for work is bad enough. Oh, <laughs> it's the worst. It really is. It's you're so stressed stressful. Out, but then could you imagine realizing you're not in the right place? And in fact, in the right not even in the right state? Right. <laughs> so you, you're probably freaking out at this point. But from everything that he's talking about, it really kind of sounds like he's super stressed. He clearly has a lot on his plate. And he's probably got too much going on in his life that he just can't keep things straight. Is he in Dubuque? Is he in Minneapolis? Is he at TJ Maxx? As long as you're at TJ Maxx, I'm fine with that. I feel like he was going to win no matter I'll what. Take, I'll take a TJ Maxx. I'll take a Marshalls. I'll take a Home Goods. All of them. I almost don't feel bad for Joseph because it kind of sounds like, hey, you're going to miss work anyway because you're six hours away. You might as well stay in <laughs> shop a little. I'm sure you he has an employee discount or something. <laughs> of course. I think you kind of said it, the escalator part, you know, it didn't go down. And I think, again, that's another sign of a stress or a struggle or an obstacle. Or, but because it only went up, though. So I would almost take it as like a positive dream. See? And that's what I found interesting about yeah. I I wrote it down. I said, 
let me, I wrote this down just to tell you. I find it interesting that the escalator only goes up, which could mean moving up in the world or positive. Typically, you'd think the opposite of going down would mean Mm -hmm. a setback or obstacle, but he wants to go down. So it's like a reversal of what you'd expect. Mm. So this dream kind of like. So is he second guessing maybe something, some sort of like promotion or change in his life that's positive? That's what I was thinking because he clearly knows what he wants and where he needs to be, but he just can't get there. Mm -hmm. But he didn't stop trying. So he knows what he wants and where he needs to be. And he's going to fight to do it because he still tries. And he did get down to the bottom floor and he did get out of that situation. But he didn't give up. He finally I think it's the key. Like he did. He find like his repelled way. from the top to the bottom. Yeah, I think that's what happened. He did one of those um base jumping. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, just two, like two stories around. usually I don't think it's is fine. probably enough. <laughs> so I mean I feel like it's kind of your standard stress dream, but despite the hassles and the confusion and the chaos, he's not giving up. He may be in the wrong place now. And like you said, it could be a job, a relationship, health but he's aware of it, and he's mm-hmm. willing to run down the escalator, which to me means he's willing to put in the time and the effort to kind of get to the right place, wherever, mm-hmm. whoever, or whatever that Maybe, might be. Yeah, sure, sure. Thank you, Joseph, for sending that in. Boys, keep them coming. And hey, love if it. you've got a discount to one of those stores, just let me know because they can um, shoot it our way. Appreciate that. We can we can place an order online, and you can just give a, your discount code. We won't buy too much, I promise. Hey, besties, if you're enjoying the show, we'd love your support, and the best way you can do that is by going to remelations.com/support. There are plenty of free ways to support the show. We also have our Patreon page where you can become a Slumber Party Squad member and you can join. And you know what? Our first 25 Patreons get a free t-shirt that is an original Besties t-shirt. There's only going to be 25 guys. One of a kind. And there's a few already taken. So you better sign up if you want one of those. Also, if you didn't know, we have a Facebook fan page. So if you want to connect with other fans of Remolations, you can go to Facebook and just search up Remolations Besties fan page and you'll find us and you can connect with other people that love dreams and love talking about them and love the show. So check it out. It's really great. It really is. And we we can't thank our listeners enough for even coming up with that. So we hope you can all connect together. That's the best part. It's like one big giant sleepover for everyone. Oh, sp- Speaking we both put our hands up at the, at the same time. That was funny. If like our listeners could see us, like we are both like praising Hallelujah here for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why we just did it at the same time. It was really funny. Speaking of sleepovers, yes. So my youngest daughter has a birthday on May thirteenth, and this okay. year it'll actually be Friday the thirteenth on her thirteenth birthday. Her golden birthday and a Friday the thirteenth. Yes, yes, it is. That's the most amazing thing i've ever it's heard totally, it's totally amazing so she's thinking of having a sleepover with some friends and yes. she's totally celebrating friday the 13th birthday as a golden birthday on friday the 13th i think deserves a special kind of birthday i think she must have been born under a special combination of signs moon sun stars whatever but she's awesome anyway so clearly something amazing (laughs) happened when she was born and she's just living up to it i mean that's awesome so 
we're coming up with ideas for her birthday. We're like thinking of scary movies, you know, obviously black decorations and being like really cool. And then one of the things that I thought about, if we're thinking of sleepovers, mm-hmm. what's one type of board, I would call it a board game that you did. Are you talking about a Ouija board? I oh, knew yes. before you even Hell said it. yes, I'm talking because about Because I was going to tell you, I'm like, I bet she's going to have a Ouija board at that party. Yes. <laughs> or a, a spirit board. We're going to talk about Ouija boards tonight, Brooke. Mm, I have mixed, I have mixed feelings on Ouija boards. Do you want to hear the history of the Ouija board? I do. I really do. But I'm also really scared that we <laughs> used it as much as we did because it's really dangerous. It is dangerous. And we have done plenty of sleepovers with Ouija boards and in your bedroom. And seances. And we seance, did seances. Yeah. Like, they all kind of go hand in hand. They do. But it's like you can open doors that you can't close. Yes. Sorry, again, I've been watching a lot of that Portal Cell show, so it's fresh <laughs> in my mind. I'm like, I'm not fucking with demon oh, shit. No. No, you don't want demon shit. But there was plenty of time in high school where we turned off the lights, lit some sage, which your dad, yeah. for some reason, thought, thought was, was marijuana. <laughs> was okay, we let's take a, a quick side story here. Side story. This was a sleepover at my house. And we decided to use a Ouija board and do a seance. We had crystals. We had a kit. We must have got it at like Spencer Gifts or something. I can't believe we didn't like bring something forth or have something connect to us. We did mm-hmm. a lot of shit that we didn't know a lot about. Is interesting. We had crystals. We had the salt circle. I think we had we had a seance that we were mm-hmm. burning the sage, and her dad bursts. Your dad bursts into the room. Full force, full gale. Which he doesn't do. He's like not even that kind of person. No, but that day he did. <laughs> he goes, are you smoking pot? Or what did he say? Yeah, are you guys smoking pot? Because we have this big like Ziploc bag, bag of sage. Of dried sage. And we both looked at him and he knew us. Like, I think he was just doing the fatherly thing. Like, we didn't drink or do anything. We did not drink. We did not do drugs. We were very good And so, like, I think he was probably shocked more than anything. But I'm like, it's sage. I'm like, smell it. (laughs) Like, we don't even know what pot is. Like, what what is it? It smells like this? We have no idea. What is that? It never even crossed my mind. That's just something you see in movies. We were kind of like... (laughs) We are kind of behind the times on the cool stuff. Like, we yeah, did just fine on our own. We had fun in high school. We didn't need anything. But I'm going to admit, most people our age knew about that shit. I just wasn't even thinking about it. And we didn't. We, I, think, I think we were just a bit naive. <laughs> yeah, not even thinking about it. But that's a good thing. Yeah. We didn't even think about needing substances to alter our minds. We were happy just as is. <laughs> so going back to the Ouija board. Um, oh, let me tell you a little bit about Let's it. Hear it. So there's a couple things I researched about it. A couple of resources used. One was a Smithsonian magazine, an article by Linda Rodriguez McRobbie. And the other one was from Mental Floss by Aaron McCarthy, Wikipedia, of course, and the U.S. Patent Office. Oh, wow. I'm yeah. interested to see where this is going. If you don't know what a Ouija board is, let's explain it to our listeners. Oh, okay. It is a a game board, I would say, like a game board, that um, basically, then, it has all the alphabet letters on it in two semicircles. So it has an alphabet A through Z and then numbers 0 through 9. And a yes, like, 
is it yes on the upper left and a no on the upper right or Correct. vice versa? But there's a yes, a no, all the letters in the alphabet and all the numbers. And also One, has zero to nine. The word goodbye. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes. So you have this board and you also have a, a little, what I would call, piece that you move around. Do you know what the name of that piece is? Uh, a plan planchette? Yes, you planchette? are correct. Oh, good job. You get the gold star of the day. I didn't know this until I did the research. It's a planchette, yes. So it's a teardrop-shaped device that has a small window in it and that you would place your fingers on and Mm -hmm. you would cover the letters to reveal words. You gently, you just gently gently place it. And then you ask questions and then the spirit moves the planchette for you. So what you would do, you you would pose a question and you would watch as the planchette moved from letter to letter, spelling out the answers on its own accord. So whatever mm-hmm. spirit you're channeling. So the only difference between today's Ouija board and the original Ouija board is these days is made of plastic and cardboard, mm-hmm. whereas the original was made out of wood, both the planchette mm-hmm. and the board. Yeah. So let's talk about where it came from. In the 19th century, there was an obsession about spiritualism here in the U.S. Oh, that's changed. Not. (laughs) (laughs) A belief that the dead are able to communicate with the living. It started in Europe and it came over to the U.S. in about the 18, around 1848. It came like a a big thing. And there was these two ladies called the Fox Sisters. I love them already. (laughs) Right. I don't know why. You just said it, and I had a good feeling about them. <laughs> I love them, too. I mean, they're probably besties. Well, and Fox Mulder. Good point. I see the full circle. <laughs> I didn't actually, I wasn't even going there. That just came up now. <laughs> love it. So the Fox sisters um, lived in upstate New York, and they claimed to receive messages from spirits mm-hmm. who rapped on the walls to answer questions. Ooh, like in Morse code or something? Yeah, almost. So it was like channeling these spirits that were like making signs and communicating back to them. But only audibly, right? Like audibly they couldn't yes. they couldn't hear what they were wanting to say or yes, anything. Yes, it was so just audibly needed... like they were interpreting their raps on the wall, I guess. Right, like one knock for yes, two knocks <laughs> for no, you know? Yeah, isn't there a song about that? I had a crush on a guy in college that lived down below me and we could <gasps> hit the pipe and I used to... Th- Think of that Twice song. on the pipe. But that means no. He always answered no. He didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to laugh. I just didn't expect that answer. He always answered no. Damn you, Josh. God damn you, Josh. I had the biggest crush on you, but you never reciprocated. Anyhow. You missed out, Josh. You missed Sorry, out. Buddy. You missed out. So in 1886, well, after the Fox sisters, mm-hmm. the spiritualists were making camps in Ohio, and they were talking about this thing called a talking board, which had letters and numbers, which they could associate with mm-hmm. messages from beyond the grave. Right. And so this guy called Charles Kenyard, Mr. Kenyard. Mr. Kenyard. Who decided that he could kind of capitalize on this whole idea of talking boards. There's always someone. There's, There's someone. He's like, I got an idea. I'm Mm -hmm. here. I've got an idea. So he grabbed four of the brightest minds of businessmen. He's like, I have this idea. None of them were spiritualists. None of them had any idea about this talking board idea. But they were smart guys. And they're like, Mm -hmm. there's a niche here that we can get into. Do you call it niche or niche, by the way? Depends. I would say both. I would say it's my niche. I can go either way. I I can uh, go either way, too, though, because I just said that. But I'm like, it's my niche. 
It's his niche. It's her niche. It's their niche. Hey, to our UK followers over there, over you guys over in uh, Europe, do you call it niche or niche? Because I think I think niche is more American and niche might be more We European? should look up. Let's see here. Let's see what Brooke has to say on the situation. I want the audio. Oh, here we go. Are you ready? Yes. Niche. Okay, it says niche. Was that the Oxford English Dictionary? It must be. Because I think there it goes both ways, depending on where you live. And look, look, I mean, you can't even see it, but it does have two, like, pronunciations, like N-I, then capital C-H. Niche. So that would be niche. And then it's got N-E with the line over it, niche. S-H, and that would be niche. Yes. So okay. I think both are correct. So I'm glad we clarified that. <laughs> tag us, post it. Send us an email. What do you call it? Niche, niche. Either way, these guys are smart and they're like, it's 1890. We see that there's something we can tap into here. Boy, were they right. <laughs> no shit. They were like way out of time in paranormal Way, shit. and it's still popular today. So Mr. Kenyard from Baltimore goes, you know, I've got a few friends. We're going to kind of make this group. We're going to come up with this idea. So he en- enlisted a few investors, one of which being Elijah Bond, a local attorney. Mr. Ooh. <laughs> you know, Bond. right, Mr. Bond, Mr. Elijah Bond. <laughs> I mean, I take the Bonds anytime. Uh, Mr. Bond ah. um, and Mr. Bowie. I mean, they had this whole group of guys. They were not David Bowie. Just kidding. I mean, I could see him being a spiritualist. He probably that. was. I think he probably R.I.P. was. R.I.P. David Bowie. Yeah, R.I.P. For real. All these guys decided to get together. They were to take advantage of this whole niche situation of spiritualism. <laughs> Bond's sister-in-law, her name was Helen Peters, was supposedly a strong medium okay and so they were trying to come up with a name for this idea they have this talking board like what is the name of this right so they decided to do a seance to figure out the name oh boy with the ouija board they had the ouija board they didn't know (laughs) what to name it it was a talking board at the time right and so they all sat down and they sat around the table and they asked the ouija board what should we name this product and slowly, they spilled out O-U-I-G-A. And then they asked the board, what does that mean? Because it's not yeah. a word, right? What does it no. mean? And the board replied, G-O-O-D-L-U-C-K. Good luck. Good luck. So the board supposedly, according to... The grandchild of Helen Peters reported that the the board named itself Good luck. Ouija board. Bo- <laughs> okay. <And good> luck. <laughs> good like my name's what in what language? In like what dialect? Ouija board. Good luck. <laughs> that's that's the name. And how did they know how to pronounce it? Because I mean, what would you think? We still don't know how to pronounce it. Right? Like Ouija. We, I get, because it's, like, French. They also thought that, too. It was, like, half French, half German. Like, we, oui, yeah. ja, yes. And I don't know what ja means in German. But they, ja, 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 ja. ja. But no. they eventually no. determined that it was not where it was named from, and that it was from this actual seance that they conducted with the board itself. It's so weird. I know. Hmm. Hmm. So, Mr. Elijah Bond who was the attorney, decided to file for a patent. And this was in 19... I'm sorry, 1890. Here's a, here's a really interesting story. He gets to the patent office and they say, if you want a patent for this, 
You have to prove it works. Oh, hmm. Okay. Right. Bond took Miss Peters, which was his sister-in-law, to the patent office in Washington, D.C. And they go to the first clerk. And the clerk says, I don't want to be a laughing stock. I, I want to get the chief, but we don't want to, like, be, you know, we want to patent this thing if it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And he goes... Okay, well, go get go get the chief. And if we if this Ouija board can spell out the chief's name, which they didn't know what his name was at the time, then we can prove it works. And she goes, okay. okay. Ooh, this is fascinating. They go get the chief, and he comes into the room, and they sit there with the Ouija board. And they sit there, and magically, they spell out the name of the chief patent officer correctly. Wow. And so the chief clerk is visibly shaken, and he says, okay, you've gotten your patent. <laughs> that's awesome the best thing about this patent so you can actually go look up this patent on the u.s patent website it doesn't say why it works it just says it's a board with letters and numbers and yes and no and goodbye and a little planchette that will point to the letters so the the patent is on the actual board itself not the fact that it works. the accuracy because i mean it might not work for some people either that aren't open Yes, so let's skip forward a year until 1891, and this is when the first few advertisements started appearing in the newspapers at the time, and they called it Ouija. Ouija? Ouija? Am I saying it right? Ouija. Ouija. O-U-I-J-A, right? You you spelled it correctly. The Ouija Thank you. Ouija. You can say it Ouija or Ouija. Some people are very particular. You can just say spirit board or talking board. Yes, talking board. So they got the patent, and then advertisements started appearing in all these newspapers. So things talking about the wonderful talking board, the Ouija board, was in the Pittsburgh toy and novelty shop, or a magical device that answered all questions, past, present, and future, right? Because that's the way you try to answer, right? right? More so the future than the past, but either way. Most of the time. It also was reported in another advertisement in the New Yorker newspaper saying it was a interesting and mysterious talking board. Hmm. Do you want to guess how much this Ouija board cost in 1891? Five cents. $1.50. Yikes! That's big time money! Right? I mean, what, Did talk- you look? What's the equivalent of that today? I'm guessing like $1,000. Oh, it's got to be way more than that. I have you no think? idea. Let's see. Brooks, look up. What is... With inflation, eighteen ninety one a dollar fifty. I mean, you can't. This is not like a mass produced thing. This is like a very right. specialized thing. So you have to understand it has to be expensive. I'm sure at the time. <laughs> okay, so in the year twenty twenty two, it's like four million dollars. Wait a minute, did I read this wrong? <laughs> This says $46.34. That can't be right. Oh, maybe it is. Maybe. I mean, that's, I thought it was going to be way more than that. That's not bad. That's an inflation rate of 3.76%. Okay. I thought it was going to be much more. It's not like everyone could afford it. Anyhow, I think the most important part of a Ouija board was what the original instructions were on it. Oh. So here's the original Ouija board instructions. As written by Kennard, an employee of William Fold, the Ouija is a great mystery, and we do not claim to give exact directions for its management, 
Neither do we claim at all times and under all circumstances it will work equally as well. But we do claim and guarantee that with reasonable patience and judgment, it will more than satisfy your greatest expectation. That's a guarantee? (laughs) Reasonably satisfy you. (laughs) I mean, isn't that the point of a Ouija? I mean, are you ever like reason? I mean, if you're doing anything with the Ouija board, you're like, I'm reasonably satisfied. Like, I want to create something where I can mass produce it and make millions of dollars and be like, eh. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I know, right? Like this. Go ahead, give it a shot. Can you please come up with the next please. big idea, Brooke? And I'll work on that tonight. <laughs> please. I expect drafts on my desk by the morning. Okay. So it is like mass produced now, and it's um, gone through Milton um, Bradley. Gaming, Milton Bradley, and now it's Hasbro that owns it. And they mm-hmm. ha- are in the talks of a perhaps a movie that has to center around the Ouija board, which I would totally watch. Um, but that that is the history of the Ouija board. Well, thank you for sharing. Have you ever? I mean, I know you and I have, but have our listeners ever used a Ouija board? And if you did, let us know what the result was. Or yeah, what I'd like to know. I would love to know because I've legit s- sat at it with people, not move at all, just and then. Like one person replaces another person and all of a sudden it's like a whole new thing. Like you have, Mm -hmm. it's just that energy of the people, like whether you believe or not or open enough, like it's so weird. It can be like just not move and then you can just change one person out and that thing is flying all over the place. Especially when you're 13 on your Friday the 13th birthday, Mm. it's going to be very exciting. So I'll let you know how it goes. (laughs) Wow, 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 wow. Keep us posted. Wow, so that was fun. But let's go on to pod news real quick. Ooh, tell me, tell me. I want to want to shout out a couple of markets that tuned in this week: Atlanta, Woo. Columbus, Boston, nice, Birmingham, Terre Haute, Indiana, and Tennessee Tri Cities and Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo. <laughs> Sorry, Chad's all into the Sabers, so I know all about Buffalo. That's a sports team. <laughs> oh, the Sabres. Oh, good job. Yes. <laughs> but internationally, shout outs to our friends in Belgium, the UK, Spain, Italy, Chile, and of course, Poland. Thank you for tuning in this week. We've got so many cool people listening They're to us. They're so I just cool. Know it. I, th- so I love cool. them. Love them. And if you are also enjoying the show, please make sure you tell your bestie about this podcast. You can tell your bestie. You can tell someone that's stuck under a car hood. You can tell a Ouija board. Ooh, tell whoever you ever go tag the person you ever played Ouija with in the first place ever in your life and then tag them and tell them to listen to this podcast. Yes. And tell your favorite TJ Maxx employee about this podcast. And tell them you appreciate them. They're hard workers. They're hard workers. Because that's the way we grow. If you tell your friends, that's how we grow. And we continue to do this episode every week, every Thursday for you guys. We do it all for you. Thank you so much to Grace and Joseph for submitting your dreams. We had a lot of fun with them today. And if you're going to dial 911, make sure you dial the right numbers. That would be mm-hmm. helpful. It's very easy. That. Nine, one, one. Perfect. That's it. Have you ever had to call nine one one? 
That's so interesting. I'm trying to think. I, I feel like I would remember if I had, but for at the same time, I feel like I have. Mm-hmm. Not for me personally. I've had 911 called for me when I had oh, my seizures for- and stuff. Oh, but yeah, yeah. Let me think about it for a minute because I'm pretty sure I have had to, but it wasn't for anything of note, you know, not like a yeah. huge. Yeah, you weren't. Yeah, but so nothing. Someone serious. wasn't coming up to your car door asking for a ride. To <laughs> I did not the call nine one one. Okay. How about uh, you? Um, I did when I was about uh, thirteen. My grandma had uh, fallen, and then I was mm-hmm. at her home, and I had to call nine one one for her, which was completely tragic. Oh, uh, God, I mean, yeah. it was just it was very scary type situation. Yeah. But recently, I had to call nine one one, and this you is did? a weird. This is a weird story. Um, my kids and I were out at our Target, which is maybe like a couple, like a mile and a half from our house. Okay. And um, we're at Target, and all of a sudden, you know, we had um, gone to leave. We go back to our car, and we look, and we're parked in a parking lot, so our car is facing another car. And we look in that car, and there's a little girl that's probably about the age of two and a half, maybe mm-hmm. three, sitting in the front seat and By pretending herself. to drive the car and she, there's no one else in the car and so i mean i circled the car like i took my car and i circled the car like is there is there someone in the back like like maybe i'm not seeing everything yeah but even if there's someone in the back seat, like there she's like turning on the lights and turning off the lights and she's so like, there's hey. keys in the ignition she is touching things in the car and i'm like this isn't so, it's not right it's not right and so mm-hmm. i circled and i'm like no there's no one in this car like i'm like maybe just, uh, no and so um i did call i had to call 911 because i was like i was just concerned but there's like this little girl who is less than three it's standing up in the front seat of this car there's no one around and there whoever's <sighs> maybe in target but um it seems like a dangerous situation and had i been like an awful um predator who is to say i can't Pounce. just walk in that car and take that child one second that could that kid could be gone. Yeah. One yeah. second, Did unattended. The cops come. So I called. I talked to the dispatcher. She was saying, "Want someone over?" And like I like circled back around, but I didn't want to be like right there. And then like I came back, but then I like I think the whole situation about time I got back was like had diffused. Like there was yeah, the car wasn't something. there, and so I don't even know if like the cop got there before like the parent came out. But yeah, that that I just. Remember that. It's a concerned. it's a weird thing because it's you think of it so easy. Nine one one call nine one one, but like when something happens, you kind of freeze. Like if you're not doing something, just like if you don't do something every day, like mm-hmm. say a task you do at work, but maybe you only use the spreadsheet <laughs> once a month, and you're like, I wrote my notes. Like shit, how do I do this one again? And then like, but sometimes that just happens. Like you freeze, and you're like, I know what to do, but like. Everything happens so quickly sometimes. Yeah. So I did remember while you were talking, and this isn't exciting, but oh, I yeah, did please. call 911 once at a job I had because this girl, a coworker collapsed. But oh, I don't no. think it counts because like everyone called because it was like oh. in the office, like this small office. And like we all called like the people that because half of us were like two people were there when she fell. So they were there and like oh. I immediately like called, but they came and they took her away and they like cut open her shirt and do oh all kinds God. of stuff. Like I think she was okay, but like, jeez, yeah. Hey besties out there. Have you ever had uh, to call 911? And if you did, what was it about? And that wraps <laughs> up this week. Next week, I think we're reading one of my dreams and some more catnaps. Yay! So yeah, until catnaps. then, Sweet dreams, bitches. bitches.